The Gatos and Chad Show. Brought to you by Parker and Sons. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 fantastic Friday. All right, Chad will be back on Monday. I'm hanging out with the wise man, Steve Zinsmeister. What's up, Gatos? How'd you get to work today? You didn't drive, did you? Because that's going to cost you like $1,000. I did, and you know what? I have to fill up on the way home. Oh, not looking forward to that. You're screwed. Is everybody ready? Is everybody sitting down? Are you listening? L.A., gas prices, four ninety four. L.A., four ninety four. Got it. Scottsdale, four ninety five. No way. Scottsdale is higher than Los Angeles today. How does that work? Yeah, how does that work? Becky Lynn, didn't you uh, fill up? Did you go to Costco and wait in that line for five hours? Went to Costco, was not there for five hours. You know, it moves pretty fast, I got to say. People kind of like zip, zip in and out. Okay. Um, yeah, I paid four ninety nine nine. So you paid $5. Yeah. Doesn't it make you feel better that you paid four ninety nine? I know. I saved that little tiny bit. It's like listing a house for three ninety nine, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to make you feel better that you're not buying a four hundred thousand. Four, yeah, yes. So you paid basically five. I paid five bucks. And yeah. Is that for the cheap stuff? No, that was that's premium. I have to get the premium okay. stuff, but still. So, well, the premium stuff is obviously well over five dollars in in Arizona. Yeah. Okay. So it still hurt. Oh gosh. All right. So the wise man's got to fill up. Gas uh, station by my house is four seventy. Four seventy. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, we've got Arizona now ranking the it, number two. Second most expensive gas in the nation is right here. We are number two. We're two in inflation, too, aren't we? Yeah. We're always number two. And Phoenix wants us to drink number two. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> We're right. number two. It really We're is. We're number two. It's not very good. Okay, so we rank second in uh, in terms of highest gas prices. We're 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 almost right there with California. We're about we're about we're about 40, 40 cents away or so. That's really what we're looking at because California is the highest in the nation. So everybody wants to know why. So we did a ton of research on this yesterday. I told you we've got these three different blends that we had to use in Arizona in March, and it's all for the stupid environment. Summer blend is coming. Right. Because summer is coming. I guess that makes sense. Right. So here's the other thing. And tell me, tell me where we're going wrong here. So here are some experts. The main culprit behind the, the high gas prices uh, is uh, the current cost of oil, gasoline's main ingredient, which is hovering in the low $80 per barrel. Okay. And then there's an expert that says uh, when the cost of crude oil crosses the $80 a barrel mark, that puts a lot of upward pressure on what we pay at the pump. Okay. So hold on a minute. We're paying, what's the valley? Let's get the valley. Uh, you have the valley? Uh, yeah, I can do I Phoenix. Valley. 481. 481 in okay. the valley? So we're paying 481 in the valley. Wise man, uh, give me a couple of other places that've got cheap gas prices. Oh, the cheapest places in the entire country for gas right now. Right. We're at 481 in the valley. Okay, I'll list a few off. Tell me if you uh, see a trend here. Yeah. Mississippi is the lowest in the country. Arkansas. Louisiana, yeah, Alabama, yeah. Oklahoma, And what are they Texas. around? Do we know the number? Are yeah. they around $3 a gallon? Yeah, Mississippi is currently at three seventeen. Remember, I was just in Atlanta. It was three oh five. dollars I was in Dallas uh, 
a couple months ago, it was it was right around there. Texas is three thirty five right See, now on average. So if 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 so, the cost of crude oil when it cruises when it crosses eighty dollars a barrel, it only hits Arizona. It only hits California. It's not hitting Mississippi. It's well, not hitting Arkansas. It's not hitting any of them. You have to take this into consideration. So what you're talking about is factors that drive the price of gas and oil up. Every state in the union is facing those factors. It's just that not every state in the union has the same set price to begin with. Consider this map. I, mean, I know this is radio, so I can't exactly show I don't do the maps. maps. I, you know me. But I if don't. you look at the, the map of every state in the union, and uh, blue is low gas prices, red is high gas prices. We're red. The whole West Coast is red, and everywhere around the Gulf is blue. Right. That's just geography. Right. It is. There's oil refineries near those states. That's why their price is so much cheaper than us. Los Angeles, four ninety four. Scottsdale, four ninety five. L.A. has cheaper gas prices by one cent than Scottsdale, Arizona. All right. Um, apparently, there was a, a super uh, secret uh, meeting that took place yesterday, and it deals with the potential GOP candidates for Senate in Arizona. Yeah, it feels like we just got done with a Senate race, and now we're already talking about the next one. So the Arizona Republican Party has some stuff to think about because, you know, uh, Senator Cinema she may or may not run for her seat again. She'll I think run. she will as an independent. But that opens the door to a Democratic candidate. Ruben Gallego has already announced he's going to run, so his con- uh, congressional seat will be open. Not a fan. But on the right, who's going to run against both of them? Now, there were four... Four candidates that you have come to know who met in secret, not so secret. So these are the four that met in secret? These are the four that met. Blake Masters, he ran last time. I don't think he's bad. Okay. Jim Lehman, he ran against Blake Masters in the primary. I I think he came in second. Wasn't he the normal one? Fairly. He's more of a businessman, kind of like Masters. (laughs) None of them are normal. Uh, Karen Taylor Robeson. I like her. She ran against uh, Carrie Lake for governor. Uh, who was the fourth one that was at this meeting? Oh, Mark Lamb, who just announced he's going to be running for Senate. He's the Pinal County Sheriff. Eh. Those four got together. By all accounts, they all like each other. They were all friendly in the last election cycle. Now when it comes to them running against but each other. But if they all run against each other in a primary, are they going to eat each other alive? Of course they are. And who was the one person I didn't mention that didn't show up to this meeting despite being invited? I don't like to talk about her. That would be Carrie Lake. Well, I don't care. No, but it matters because if she decides to run, too, What's she's running about? against all of her friends. What's the, what was the meeting about? So the Arizona Republican chair, his name's Jeff DeWitt. He used to work for Trump. He used to work for NASA. He's terrible, too. He runs the party now, and he's trying to avoid what happened in the last election cycle where all the Republicans lost. Right. He's trying to make friends. Hey, guys, let's not tear each other apart. Let's build each other up. Good luck. So that's the meeting was that about? That was the meeting. Let's hug it out. Let's, let's, let's try and get along. Pretty much. That's not how you win. It's not going to happen. I mean, maybe he gets a little credit for trying to bring the four together and say, let's not uh, let's not eat, eat each other alive. That's not going to happen. They're going to have attack ads on each other. That's the way politics, that's how it goes. And then if, 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 if the conspiracy lady gets in, well, then, I mean, yeah. <laughs> everything is everything's going to be thrown against the wall. The Washington Post reported this, and they even mentioned within it that Jim Lehman at the meeting expressed doubt that Carrie Lake would ever change her political approach. Like, even if she jumps into the race, there's zero chance she doesn't go after She's us. the worst politician I've ever seen. Honest to God. I've never seen a, a race. I've never seen someone lose a race that like that, telling people not to vote for me. Don't vote for me. I always say, it'd be like me getting on the radio. First thing out of my mouth, make sure you don't listen. <laughs> I mean, God, my goodness. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't. I, I I pay attention to the four you talk about. I don't pay attention to the conspiracy well, theorists. And keep in mind, of those four, only one of them has announced that they're actually running for the seat, and that's and Sheriff that's Lamb. Lamb. Yeah. And he's the newcomer. He's the only one who didn't run in the last election cycle. I, I, I would take a look at Lamb. I would take a look at Masters again. Uh, Robeson? I, I would definitely look at Robeson. Of course. Um, They're all legitimate candidates. Nobody there is no. is like a guaranteed no. I did read also the Washington Post also reported Mick McGuire. Do you remember that name? He ran the Arizona uh, National Guard yeah. during he was, COVID. He was he's up there thinking with, about running again. But he, he came in fourth last he, time. Yeah, but he's a decent guy too. But he came in fourth. Well, behind we'll, Bernovich. Hey, we'll see. You know what? It's uh, we know how we vote here in primaries. So if you're a Republican and you want to go and put the most far right candidate in, you're going to lose. You'll either have a Democratic senator or you will have an independent senator. This, you have no chance. You have no chance if you put in a far far right uh, candidate. We don't Arizona doesn't like that. And we don't like far left candidates. So you know what? I'm not a Gallego guy. I don't really like him either. This primary would remind me of the stacked primary we had a few years back. Arpaio, Kelly Ward, and Martha McSally all against each other, eating each other in the primary. Right. That's what it reminds me of. Okay. Secret well, meeting. Well, yeah, secret meeting. Okay. Hey, uh, subscribe to the Gatos and Chat Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Go to carolsthebuyers.com, carolsthebuyers.com. All right, so let's see. Phoenix Water. Uh, the city of Phoenix wants you to drink, uh, as I like to call it, H-Poo-O. Well, we'll explain that coming up next. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, go to KTAR.com on the right side of the page. You find the Gatos Big Q. I update it every day. Go on the Mike Broomhead Show at 8.50, and we chat about it. Here's uh, here's what I've got uh, today. You know, and I'll tell you, uh, I'd like everybody here on this on the show to vote, if that's okay. Um, and then I'll tell you how the people are voting. So Phoenix wants to recycle wastewater into drinking water by the end of 2030. Yum. So what should this type of water be called? Okay. So Becky Lynn, I've got the four. I'm looking okay. at them right okay. there where you told me to go. Okay. I did what you said. All right. So what should this type of water be called? Because I think everybody knows that's pretty gross. All right. A, brown Evian. <laughs> uh, B, H, poo, O. Uh, C, aqua fecal. And then D, poop water. All right, I'll tell you. Uh, He's so proud of this. I he am. is. So I can awesome. tell he put a lot Marketing of work genius. into those. Of uh, a stable genius. Uh, 54% say H-Poo-O. Yeah. Wise man, who, which one do you like? You know, I want to vote for Brown Evian, yeah. but I want to flip it. Can I make it Evian Brown? Sure. That sounds classier. It's classier. Okay. Good, but All still right. brown. All right, uh, Becky Lynn, what do you like? Well, I'm I'm totally with H Puo. I think that's very catchy, but I really like Aquafecal. Aquafecal. Okay. That sounds like a real company. It does. <laughs> that's that the came sad in part. Aquafecal came in third. Ugh. Really? Yeah. Brown Evian was in last. Pablo, which one do you like? Uh, you flip it. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna get a little bougie here. How about like um, what's that? Uh, are you making up a new one? You making up a new one to create your own? Well, go ahead, create it. How about Poupier? Instead of Perrier, <laughs> Poupier. Poupier. I like that. Poupier. That's actually pretty good. Poupier. Poupier. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or French. Chevy, you got one? Which one do you like? 
HPO is my yeah, favorite. That's a good one. I think it's a classic. It's a classic right there. Okay. It's a classic. Uh, so we were we were discussing <laughs> we were discussing this with uh, Cynthia Campbell uh, in a very she, smart, educated way. Well, she joined the show earlier today, and she's the water resources management advisor for the city of Phoenix. And we were goofing on her yesterday, and she was still nice enough to come to come on because she had said something that was funny in a clip and we had played it and it was it was hilarious but she's telling us that this water is going to be cleaner than the water we drink right now it just to me it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i i think if you know you're drinking you know where that water is coming from if there's nothing appetizing about it does it get taste better if we put ice in it oh wait would the ice the ice would be the poop water too Oh, yeah, you're not going to be oh. able to get around it. No. If you get them from the same place. Like, I mean, yeah. if you buy your ice at, like, a gas station or something. Oh, God. But you don't know, where, you don't know for sure this, where it, that's coming from either. This, so. this is going to make me move. Yeah. <laughs> What's cleaner, the uh, the poop water that's recycled or the gas station ice? I'm guessing it's probably the recycled wastewater. I can't get around it, man. I just, it's in my head. I know that if they pull the trigger on this by 2030... I'm just thinking there's going to be some sort of an aftertaste. There has to be, you know. Yeah, kind of, kind of tasting a burger in there, or a hot dog, or something like that. And it's like I, I can't do that. Anyway, go to ktar.com. Uh, take the uh, take the cue. All right, um, pretty interesting story. The new way to push people back into the office. I know that. Uh, you know, it's so tough to go into work these days. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. Uh, so Is it? Well, no, but a lot of people still like to work from home. Um, and if you if you are working from home, you know, your, your your boss might try and get you back into the office. And I think what they're going to do, at least some places, is they're going to tie your pay to your attendance. So, you know, and I'm wondering this. Let's say that you want to do a hybrid. You want to be at home for three days and at work for two days, and you're fine with making less money. Maybe maybe your, your employer would, would let you do that. Um, maybe if you decide you just want to come in one day a week, you get paid less than everybody else. But if you want to work five days a week from the office, you're paid more than everybody. That's the incentive. They're going to start tying pay to attendance. And what if they tell you to come in five days a week, full time in the office, and you decide no, then you lose your job. You'll probably get fired. That's how it's always worked. Yeah, it is. It is. But there, there are prominent employers around the country trying a different approach because, you know, there are people who just really don't – I think it's about 30%, if I remember correctly. About 30% of people don't want to return to the office. They want to continue working from home. We even did a story the other day. Some of the people that come back to work, you know, there's a hybrid put in place. So three on, three off, right? Three there, three at home. And there were people who were like, well, I can't, I can't make my desk special anymore. Oh, get I can't, over it. I can't put my, my pictures up of my wife or whatever on my desk because now I'm sharing a desk because, you know, the per- I'm here three days a week, but there's somebody else here that's two days a week, and that's when I'm not here, and they use this desk, and I'm not allowed to do that. I just hear all these excuses, excuses, excuses. Um, some firms say if you spend at least uh, three days a week in the office, you could, you could see uh, your bonus reduced. Yeah, see, that's what I was wondering is could we see a trend in the future where companies – use people working at home as a reason to pay them less. Yes, that is going to happen, I think. Where I value your in-person efforts much more than I do at home. Maybe I think of you as a lesser employee, so I'm going to have you work at home. You're out of sight, out of mind, and and I pay you less for it. Do we have a recession coming? 
uh, and everyone's predicting it. No one knows how bad it's going to be, but who's going to get cut? Are you going to get cut because you're working from home? I, I don't think that helps you keep your job now. I think what helps you keep your job if a recession comes and people are going to start, sh- you know, shedding jobs, if you're coming to the office, you've got a better chance to keep your job. Now, you should be able to keep your job based on working hard, which you can do from home or you can do from in the office. That's how it should be. I don't think that's how it's going to be. No, unfortunately not. Becky Lynn's going to read the news in five minutes. We're going to interrupt, react to the day's top stories. Yes, it is the 3.30 newscast, but we're also in it. Uh, We call it holding up the headlines. It's coming up. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's 3.30. You know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. All right, here's Becky Lynn with the headlines. Arizona's senior U.S. senator believes the ongoing immigration crisis could help solve workforce shortages for farmers. Independent Kirsten Cinema explains Arizona's agriculture business is essential to the rest of the nation, but lacks the necessary amount of workers. We do need reform in our visa system so we can bring in that talented labor, whether it's on a dairy farm or mushrooms or alfalfa, or whether it's at a chicken processing plant. We need labor. During the winter months, Yuma provides 90% of the nation's leafy greens. Cinema's counterpart, Mark Kelly, has said he would support reform to the visa program to provide staff for Arizona farms. Taylor Tesler, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Yeah, we definitely need workers. I, I think she's on to something agriculture for sure. How about restaurant workers? My goodness. The la- I think two out of the three restaurants I've been to in the last couple of weeks, one waitress. One. One. I mean, you, we can be bringing people in here to work. You don't have to make them citizens. You give them a work visa and you let them come in and, and, and earn money. And, yeah, they might send it back to, let's just say, Mexico, Venezuela or what have you. Uh, but then, it, you know, at least at least we have so many jobs that Americans don't want to do anymore. Yeah. Why not bring people in from other countries that, that want to do it and earn a living? We were just having a conversation off the air yesterday, you, me, and Chad, about uh, different services that we get done at our house, whether it's pest control or it's lawn care or whatever it is. And so many companies can't find help no. to get the job done. And yep. I, on that's partially doing well for those businesses because there's not a lot of competition, but it's also terrible for them because they don't have anybody that can do it. We're holding up the headlines. Maricopa County has approved more than $4 million in American Rescue Plan money to fund homeless housing projects and shelters in Avondale and Surprise. Jacqueline Edwards with the county's Human Services Department says the areas will be non-congregate spaces. There is individualized space to serve families. So it takes it from that open shelter concept to individual units. Edwards says that gets people one step closer to ending their homelessness and finding permanent housing. Yeah. And what we always talk about is um, the pe- people that, that, that don't have a home, they're, 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 how do I say this? You've got the zone in downtown Phoenix where we've been. It's a lot of drugs. It's a lot of mental illness. You know, I, I saw a family of three, not in downtown Phoenix, but they were by the side of the road on the I-17 and they just looked like a family that was down and out. And, you know, maybe mom lost the job or they, they, they couldn't, you know, pay the rent. or So there's different 
kind of, I, I guess it's so, it sounds terrible, types of homeless people. I hope that doesn't sound bad. But it's some want to live on the street and really just can't get enough help. I don't even know if they're, if they're able to get help. But this, you know, what Becky Lynn, what you were just talking about, sounds like families. Let's get them back going. That's they, what that is. They yes. do want help. Let's get them help. Let's get them off the street. That's a good thing. We're holding up the headlines. KTAR News. Water Watch. Phoenix has a new plan to help secure the city's water supply, treating wastewater so that it's safe to drink again. KTAR's Luke Forstner is live in the news center with a story. Well, Becky, much of the city's treated wastewater ends up in the Salt River, but Phoenix Water Resources Management Advisor Cynthia Campbell says more purification could make that water drinkable. It goes through not one treatment process like all the drinking water that comes through your tap today. It goes through two. She tells the Gatos and Chad show the advanced treatment plant expected to be completed by 2023 would provide a reliable source of water. Really the goal of this project is to replace water that we're losing potentially from the central Arizona project, Colorado River water. Live from the News Center, Luke Forstner, KTAR News. I'm all for it. I know that there's this mental block a lot of people have with drinking recycled wastewater. I get it, but I'm all for it because she explained several times Mm. how this is going to be cleaner than the water we're currently drinking. Good, you drink it. And you know what? I'm living off of the idea that all water on the planet uh-huh. has gone through countless people, animals, How's plants. I hope you enjoy my toilet water because that's what's going down your throat. We're just ignorant to where our water comes from. Really? That's all it is. I, I'm fine with being ignorant. I don't want to know where my water. Ignorance is bliss sometimes. I don't want to know where my water is coming from. You know? You step up the bowl, you make it a double, and then I'm drinking it later. I don't want that. This is horror. This is terrible. This might fix our long-term water problems. I don't want to. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'll never drink Phoenix water if that's what they do. I'll never do it. I can't do it, Becky Lynn. I can't do it. I know. You've told us. Uh, we're holding you up the named it H2O. So. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're holding up the headlines every day at 3.30. Becky Lynn reads the news. Uh, we interrupt and uh, give you our take. Go ahead. After a marathon meeting that ended late last night, no decision was made by the Phoenix Union High School District Governing Board on bringing back school resource officers to campuses. The board heard from many supporters of police on campus, like this student. They serve as positive role models and mentors for students, and their presence helps to deter negative behaviors and promote a positive school environment. But this Trevor Brown student disagrees. Our dear- districts are spending monies on cops. I ask you, for what reason? So that they could take students' chances in life? So that they don't feel welcome in the school environment? The district plans to hold some more study sessions in April and May. Talked about a study yesterday. Uh, if you have a school resource officer, like you're three times more likely to have a school shooting. And that whole thing didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, if, if I'm a parent, my kid's going to school, I want a resource officer there. I don't know how that can, I don't know that how that can that can hurt. I, I only see good things from it. Um, you know, I, I I hear what some of them are saying in the school. I think they're going to rehire them. I think you have to. I think especially what I heard there from that particular individual, the concern seems to be that some people fear police officers. Yeah. They have a, a preconceived notion of what an officer does, and they see it as a negative. And if you're coming into it from that perspective, then you're never going to be okay with a police officer. That particular study, to me, what it showed was that even schools who have SROs, it doesn't scare off the shooter. It might be helpful. I think the positives outweigh the negatives in the terms of an SRO, but I, I do think that they don't scare off a shooter if they they intend to hurt people. No, the shooter's going to kill themselves anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's what usually happens, those gutless uh, people who go into a school and want to shoot up little kids. 
All right, we're holding up the headlines. All right, every day, 3.30, Becky Lynn reads the news. We hold up the headlines by interrupting and reacting to the day's top stories. Brought to you by Carol at thebuyers.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Coming up next. Uh, so, why does Biden want to lick the world? What, what is that? He's going to lick the world? What are you licking the world for? We're going to talk about it next. What's better than a MyPillow sale? Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. Uh, reading a report from MIT. If you know MIT, that's a school I never could have gotten into. Nerds. They say they have, they have unlocked a major breakthrough in the battle to reverse Alzheimer's disease. Really? Yeah. Uh, one of the studies shows it dramatically reduces um, Alzheimer's disease. Now, I know that they're testing this out. This could be enormous. I was just seeing the other day uh, Moderna. We know Moderna from the uh, the shot for COVID. They're coming out this weekend, and they've got something to talk about with cancer. Uh, not necessarily a cure, but could it – well, they are trying to cure it, but could it be something that's, I don't know, better than filling your body with a bunch of poison like chemo? I don't know. But MIT did all this research, years and years, and uh, early tests um, are really promising. And, you know, we've got a lot of elderly here uh, in Arizona, and we've got some dementia going on, no, no doubt about it. And if this is something that could, uh, that could help an Alzheimer, Alzheimer's patient, you know, that protein that gets on the brain, my goodness, this is a game changer. Yeah, and back in January, it was announced that they had a breakthrough drug that the FDA was kind of fast-tracking because it was having so much success in testing. So I think this stems from part of that as well. Uh, you're totally right. We're in an age and an era now where we're having so many technological breakthroughs. Yeah. Uh, what was that whole thing? We like opened up a wormhole on accident, that whole thing a was couple months ago? Is that the AI ago? thing or no? Yeah, <laughs> they're all over the place. Right. AI is probably going to solve whatever we don't. Um, so, yeah, this is this could be massive. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Let's keep our fingers crossed. All right. Uh, Joe Biden wants to lick people. Thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go lick the world. Let's get it done. <laughs> okay. Everybody kind of blew this out of proportion. I figured there had to be some context we were missing. Like he was like holding an ice cream cone. Nope. No. He definitely wasn't holding an ice cream cone. Where was he again? He was speaking to like Irish leadership okay. or something. Yeah. He met with the president of Ireland. Okay. There's video of him introducing him to his dog and the dog just barked at Biden the whole time. <laughs> no, he's not like, you know, he's 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 not going to go to Russia and lick Putin. That's not what he's talking about. Everybody knows what this is, right? I'm going to beat you. I'm going to lick you. I know that sounds a little bit odd. People don't talk like that. Because when you say lick, all right, I'm thinking you're going to use your tongue. You lick, well, the the dog licked me. Uh, That's not what he's talking about. So a lot of people are like, what is he saying? Do you really not know what he's saying? Was it the best choice of words? Probably not. Coming from the guy who sniffs people's hair? He says a sniffer a little bit. (laughs) You said it like it's okay. It's It's not not okay. okay. Nobody wants their hair sniffed. It's not okay. But then earlier this week, we had the Dalai Lama ask a kid to suck on his tongue. Not his own tongue. The Dalai Lama's tongue. The Dalai Lama sticks his tongue out. Hey, come and lick this. Okay, so here's what we got to do. We got to get the two old dudes together. Oh, for crying And just let them, they can say whatever they want to each other. Mm. Just leave the world out of it. Yeah. I, and what is, uh, what's the term that he used? Lick? What does it really mean? It means... So the dictionary definition uh, is to pass the tongue over. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, the gosh. other definition is to defeat something. To pass the tongue over. That's, I'm reading it straight from the dictionary. Well, that's what it means. Right. What's the secondary to one? To defeat that, something. Okay. Comprehensively. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about going around and putting his mouth on people. Maybe, my goodness.
Why does he have to defeat the world? What did the world do to him? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> let's, let's go beat up the world. It's a very good question. What did the world do to you? Uh, Buckeye Elementary School District. They figured out a way to reduce the amount of chronic absenteeism. Pizza parties. Yep. That's it. Basically. Yep. From 30% to 12%. So here's the thing. It is, uh, you, you know, uh, first of all, they want to open up, you know, and be transparent with, with parents. And they want to say, hey, you, do you know your kids missed 20 days? And you're like, what? And I, as a parent, you should know. Uh, so here's the deal. How do you get your kid to go to school? You reward them. You reward them with some sort of, as you said, a pizza party. Um, you know, that's one of the big things. Obviously, it's always been in, in school. You bring in or an ice cream party. And, you, you know, you make sure everybody's not allergic to it. You sign the thing. You take it home, all that kind of stuff. So we're bribing children to come to school. But at the end of the day, they're in school. Yeah. The trick is convincing the kids, reprogramming them to think that going to school, being in attendance for school is a good thing. Because I was just talking to the eight-year-old the other day, and she says, Now, oh, who's the eight-year-old? Uh, my, uh, my girlfriend's daughter. Okay. We all live together, okay. and she was telling me about something that happened back in first grade. She's in third grade now. All right. And she goes, oh, but that, yeah, that was first grade when I was at home. She was home for all of first grade. She grew up in a school system where going to school wasn't really a thing. Terrible. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So they're not used to going, Mm-mm. so they almost have to, like, retrain them. Or you're the parent. Get your rear end out of bed and go to school. Where's the pizza party for the parents? I don't know. Parents deserve it. Their kids aren't going to school. We've got all this, we've got all this chronic absenteeism. I just want pizza. All right. Coming up next, wise man is in for Chad. Phoenix, city of Phoenix wants you to drink, as I like to call it, H-P-O. We'll explain it next. It's gross, but we must discuss. Gatos and Chad Show.